Mario Norfolk wants to speak. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should accept that as a speaker. Okay, I'll let him on. I'll let him on. You're so fast today that you had to talk to yourself for like three minutes. Rand, who do you think is going to get co-hosted next? What's your guess? What's your bet? Even though, even though you were here first, I think Mario. I think they're, they're going to give it to Mario. Even though you were here first, I think it's so. like yeah, it's like it's like Gary Gensler meeting with SBF and not meeting with Brian Armstrong. You know, even though Brian Armstrong was first, it's not. You know, it's it's like a, it's a whole. It depends who you know and who you pay and how many followers you got and shit like that. Not, this is not a fair process. I agree. Feels feels like it's Mario Plus. Yeah. Also, yeah. you know. You know the thing is that the thing is that it's Mario's team that add the co-host. So I'm just thinking maybe I can quickly add you as a co-host, and we can we can. You know that used to be my, that used to be my uh, Twitter account, the Crypto Town Hall. You know it was my podcast account that we uh, converted over. I feel like I should get some sort of like preferential treatment. I've just I've just got this anxiety that as soon as that you say in the WhatsApp group, as soon as they say you're ready, I fucking jump so quickly so that I can be co-host, and I'm not you know like. Most days I'm demoted to speaker. Some days I'm I'm actually demoted into the audience, you know. So just uh, you know, I'm just I'm just glad that I can that I can actually be. Um, it's just nice to be up here sometimes. Yeah. Look, Mario, where's Mario? I think we, I think he, we need somebody. We need another co-host though. Mario, can you talk or uh, did we uh, mute you finally? He's, in, he's, a, he's requesting to be a speaker and I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating. You know, Rand, right now you you literally can uh, mute everybody and just talk for like hours if they don't co-host. There we go. I've, I've just done it. I just muted everybody. I just muted everyone. Scott, you see, did you see how drunk, that happened? Did you see how drunk that, with power? Did you? See, I know you're drunk with power. I know the feeling. Did you Sorry. see how? See? Do you see how Mario just became co-host, even though you've been here for the last ten minutes, while he's been in in the in the uh, uh, infrared chamber, and he's co-host and you're still speaker. It's hard to be the other guy, you know. I just I find it so unfair when when I sit there slaving away doing a space like two in the morning my time, and then I get treated like just a nobody, like just a you did carry you off. did carry water yeah you did carry water for all of us yesterday you were and to be honest uh, you, you know you said hey we need to do a space and I was like I need to go see the trolls movie with my I was, kids yeah, no, I, I, was, I, I would have rather I would have rather been on uh, on here. Scott, I mean, trolls movie during the week, bro, on a school week, on a school night. Okay. Yeah, but this is a, this is a, it's an off week for the kids because of Thanksgiving. So it's just like one of those brutal weeks, as you know, where the kids are around and uh, got to fill their time. So yeah, I committed to, I didn't know we'd have a double spaces in the day, obviously. Yeah. When, when do you work though? Like, I'm just like in between looking after the kids and like, you know, being, being in Bahamas and that, when do you actually get time to work? Don't you have like a YouTube channel and like a newsletter and like, a, like don't you have like, I don't even have a producer, man. Oh, I do it all. Is your producer, st- is your producer still missing? Well, he's not missing, but he's in jail. In Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's insane. Is he still in jail? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he like crossed the border from uh, Mexico to the United States. He's a uh, Estonian and Israeli citizen. He told them when they asked him at the border, which he crosses all the time, his visa was in order. They just did the normal questioning. They said, what are you doing here? I'm visiting friends and I'm pet sitting. And they said to him, pet sitting is work. You're on a travel visa. Come over here. 
and took his phone away, took his computer away and didn't say a word to him for five days. And then three o'clock in the morning, they woke him up, put him in cuffs, put him on a plane, flew him to Louisiana. By the way, we didn't know any of this till after flew him to Louisiana, put him in a correctional facility for ice uh, with like 50 South Americans who are all asking, you know, who are all asking for uh, you know, safe Harbor in the United States, whatever. And he's just like a guy sitting there and it's now been three over three weeks. Uh, I guess when you're a, you know, once they detain you at the border, he even proved them he wasn't getting paid to pets it. Once they detain you at the border, if you're not an American citizen, you have literally no first amendment rights, no due process. You have no rights at all. We've heard cases of this taking six months to a year where you just sit there hearing nothing. And then one day they give you your ticket home. It's literally insane. Glad that's not me, bro. I love the United States. I'm the, I'm the biggest fan of the United States. And I, I'm a much... That's a crazy story. Me, me, me too. Me too, Ryan. Like me and you have, have something in common finally. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, know, you know what I love the most about the United States? Is I love Janet Yellen. And specifically, 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 I love it when she just, when she calls Binance Binance. So I don't know. Is that like finance? Yeah, today, Some people do say finance. So just, just, look, finance. just listen to this. Just listen to this. That the Justice Department has secured felony guilty pleas from the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, Binance. Actually, it's Binance. 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 And let me be clear. So I don't know. Is it Binance or Binance? Is it finance or finance? I don't, know. I don't know. You tell me. Can we talk a little bit about what happened yesterday? Can we just maybe just like, can we, can we just take stock of what happened yesterday? Or can I ask? Yeah, we should. But Mario, I actually do legitimately want to know. You did spaces for hours, right? Yesterday. I mean, did you unpack anything or was it largely covering well, did I, and analysis? Did, did, you, did, you, did you say, did I unpack anything? <laughs> I did a space for four hours. Yeah, like, I think the, the conclusion, uh, most people agreed. I think it, it, you know, some people are considering it a win for Binance. Others are considering it a win for, for regulators. Um, and uh, Except David Silver doesn't agree. David Silver wasn't happy at all. So you might want to go with it to him afterwards. But uh, you know, it, it, it shows it was somewhere in the middle. And I think that kind of, for me, it shows that they did the right I think they they held someone accountable that's made mistakes. It was too entrepreneurial. Uh, but at the same time, they did it in a way that wouldn't harm the industry. So I just think we cannot ask for anything better. Anyone that says Binance didn't do anything wrong and they got, a, got away unscathed is just is, 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 uh, is hallucinating. You know, paying $4 billion, whatever it is, 3.8, 4.2, keeps changing. $4 billion uh, is... I don't know how they're going to afford it, considering how much reserves they have. I think they have like 3.9 billion reserves, and they got to pay the first payment. I think has to be done within 30 days. The first yeah, billion, and one of but it could come down. Uh, apparently, it, it could end up uh, being lower. Brand might know more about it, but based on certain metrics, and I think they can pretty easily pay that first payment. I, I think they've, I think they've already transferred the, the money into into a different account, and I think it was. I think that that's that that's what happened. Um, I tweeted something. Uh, earlier, I don't know how many people saw it, and I think it probably it's, it's a it's it probably summarizes what you just said. I said um, as industries progress and mature, different types of leaders are required to drive them forward. In the beginning of an industry, mavericks are required to take risks, and as they and and, and as they progress, a shift is required to a more conservative driver. CZ was the ultimate leader for our industry for that time. He was a true leader, a maverick, a visionary, and a fast innovator who took the required risks that drove the adoption 
and critical mass required to make this industry indestructible by the authorities. He was always transparent and humble. He took calculated risks for all of our benefit and he ultimately paid a fair price. I believe his work was done and that the new leadership is as suited for the next phase as he was for the last one. CZ should go down in history alongside Vitalik, Satoshi, Brian, um, and others as one of the most instrumental people in the history and success of our industry. CZ, thank you, my friend. We appreciate everything you did and the sacrifices you made for all of us. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think that's consensus, right? And I think that that's the big difference here is I think that people, and CZ himself many times discussed the early days of trying to do this when there was not even an attempt at regulation and how Wild West it was. You know, he, I, I always reference this great sort of uh, analogy he made about the early days of the automobile. When people first got cars, there was only a few on the road. It didn't really matter. Obviously, as cars became more popular, they needed to put in lanes and, and uh, eventually seatbelts and regulations and speed limits. And I think, you know, he was just out ahead and refused to wait for regulation to catch up. I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong. I, I don't really know the details, but it's always sort of been, I think, the base case here that. Binance did a lot of crazy shit in the early days. Tether, a lot of people have likened it to probably as well. But I've always kind of pointed to the kid, the fact that in the last few years, they've been under regulatory spotlight like nobody else. And I, I can't believe that Binance was doing anything particularly illicit over the past couple of years. We've seen Tether, obviously, uh, you know, come, come above board and be very transparent, in my opinion, others disagree uh, about the reserves and things. And I think that he was just too early and and uh, a bit relentless and kind of uh, pushed the entire industry forward. He's going to take the hit for it. It seems like a big win for anyone on everyone on, on his back. And you can see that. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like SBF, who was an outright fraud and stole everyone's funds. Right. But I mean, you can see the outpouring of sort of like favorable sentiment towards him from the industry. A lot of people you wouldn't have necessarily expected sort of saying, hey, thanks for falling on your sword for us, buddy. The bull market can go on, you know. Um, let's just talk about a couple of things that I just uh, want to get out the way. First thing is uh, SEC still have open case against him. This all Gary, started with- Gary got cuffed yesterday, dude. I don't know what anyone's think so. thinking, but the fact that he's not on stage with them, he had to just be boiling. All right, well, let's, okay, but hold on. Let's maybe just pause there. I do have a lot of other questions, but let's maybe just pause there. I want to take it to the lawyers and I want to take it to the panel and I want to ask, uh, how do you feel about- David, go, go to David, Ryan, Ryan, go to David. He was pissed yesterday. He was on a boat. His connection kept cutting out, so he couldn't express how pissed off he was. So maybe this but is- But he's still talking about Mario. He's still, even though lawyers, even though in, when their phone is cutting out, they still charge you. That's, 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 <laughs> I'm, back, I'm back on land. I just want to say, it's really funny that Scott outdated me yesterday because I went on the boat while my wife took the kids to Trolls so now, like, I, I just feel like a horrible parent on top of everything else. If it makes you feel better, I was on a boat for five days last week when didn't talk to my kids, <laughs> but go ahead. Um, you know, I think that we're seeing a lot of people, and I think this is going to be, be very careful what you wish for when God wants to punish you. He gives you exactly what you ask for. All of the people thanking uh, CZ today and all the crypto OG who are giving him a lot of love, I think that, you know, the difference between SBF and, and you know, what's going on with CZ today is CZ is now going to turn into the biggest rat in history. He sold his soul. He's going to turn over 
all of the information that the government wants. And we're going to see now the government go through all the transactions, see all of the money. Their monitoring is going to completely gut Binance transactions, you know, moving forward. It's good for the industry in the long term. And I said this yesterday. It's going to it's a good thing long term, but they're not getting the punishment they deserve up front. But more importantly, this is going to be the largest ratting of people who think they were safe from scrutiny. And everyone, and there was one particular person uh, in a crypto OG original who was giving love to CZ yesterday, who himself spent time in jail. He was giving a lot of love. And all I was chuckling to myself was, I'll bet he was trading and not paying taxes on Binance International. And who do you think? Was he American? Is he American? He's American. And who do you think the who do you think is going to use all of the information that Binance turned over now? All of the But hold on, but but wait, 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 wait. I, I have I actually have uh Janet Yellen. I have Janet Yellen's um uh, uh speech yesterday and I didn't hear what you're saying. I didn't hear that in what she said. What she what she said was that they're gonna they're going to they have to go back and and Let's just listen to it. Let me, let me just play it very quickly. Um, I hope you guys can hear it. OFAC settlement agreement assesses a penalty of nearly a billion dollars. <throat> Binance is also required to report the suspicious transactions. It has failed to report to date. So they're required to report suspicious transactions that they failed to report. And to establish an effective anti-money laundering program to support the global AML CFT regime. So put in AML and KYC. And the settlement agreements subject Binance to increase scrutiny for five years. Increase scrutiny for the next five years. Through a third party monitor overseen by FinCEN, who will ensure Binance's complete exit from the United States. They don't say that they're going to hand over all uh, transactions. The will be able to access Binance's systems, transactions, and accounts, and will review and report on all actions included in the settlement agreements. I, I mean, I don't know if you read that as if to say they're going to go back and review all, like, all the old transactions. I'm not, I'm not so, sure that that. So you're, you're using the press conference, the devil's in the details, and it was in the attachment D where they go in and they talk about what the consent degree does and what Binance has to do with the monitor for the five years, including access and monitoring all of the records. They have to go, it's the devil's in the details here. All of the information is going to be at the disposal of all of the U.S. regulators. And that's what's going but to be wait, insane but, amounts I mean, of information. No, no, no. I, I can't believe that that there wouldn't be a huge uproar and there wouldn't be a huge panic about this if, if all the old Americans now would have their records uh, submitted to the U.S. government and the tax the tax uh, the tax authority at all. I, I just can't imagine. But that none of the Americans KYC'd ever. They weren't allowed to, right? So I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not possible for them to find, but I, I very seriously doubt that your average American. And by the way, I mean, from every lawyer I've spoken to, David, maybe you disagree. But uh, the onus was always on Binance to not allow the American. There's no real fault with an American trying to use Binance, correct? Yes, yeah, Scott. If you if you want to just jump off the stream to. 
to change your pants because you're shitting yourself so much. I understand you. This is a, like a one percenter as far as these things go. Yeah. You mean you're, you mean you're asking for a friend, right? No, asking for a friend. And we all, I mean, everybody, I, I obviously used Binance until probably 2021, you know, with a non KYC account. And, uh, I don't even think it needed a VPN, but probably with a VPN back then. I think everybody did. Exactly. And I think there were a ton of people who used VPNs moving even more recently. But the whole thing is here, these consent decrees and these exhibits, they're very different than what the quick statements at the uh, press conference were. The devil's always in the details here. And the SEC is now going to be able to have access to a lot of information that wasn't as part of the monitorship. The key thing here is what access the monitorship is going to have moving forward. And I think it's going to be a lot more intrusive. This is going to be a full proctology exam of Binance. And for people who think that this, this is the beginning, not the end, again, mm. good for the industry long term. Very good question. for the industry long term. Wouldn't that have been question. true if it was a long, drawn-out lawsuit too? Wouldn't discoveries have pulled all this stuff out too? Yeah, I mean, 100%. That's why turning it over is this is why CZ is going to be the biggest. CZ is going to go down as the biggest rat in history. He's doing this to save his own skin, and he's going to turn. What is the incentive for him not to? If he violates the, the deal of work, the cooperation agreement, and it's the cooperation agreement, which again, he has to fully cooperate, I'm quoting from the documents, in any and all matters relating to the conduct described in his plea agreement, including the facts and any individual or entity referred to therein. He's got his obligation to, he's going to roll on everyone and everything because it's to his own financial benefit, it's to the company's financial benefit. This is just the start of a pouring out of what OGs would say is their private confidential information. And for that, I say, eh, at least that's a good thing that's going to come out. There's okay, going to be a lot question. of people. Question. Very serious question. If you were Justin's son, where would you go now? I would make sure I was on my private plane in a non-extradition country. But apparently that didn't do much for CZ because he agreed to leave his non-extradition country. I didn't know this until yesterday, to be fair. Apparently, there is an enhanced law enforcement agreement, so the UAE wasn't as safe as a non-extradition country, as some people claimed. But I've been in a very non-extradition country at the moment. So let me read you something. Let me read you something actually very, very interesting. So this is a transcript of CZ. Uh, this is specifically when he was talking to the judge about wanting to go back to the UAE while he awaits sentencing. The, the irony is um, he is... Uh, being sentenced on February 23rd at 9 a.m. SBF is being sentenced after him because SBF is being sentenced only in on the 28th of March. So the irony is that CZ and SBF, CZ is being uh, sentenced ahead of SBF. But I found this very, very interesting. So he's obviously being advised by really smart people who understand how the inner workings of the justice system work. And I'll read you this. It says, uh, this is CZ. It says, Your Honor, I just want to say one thing. I want to close this issue. So I want to take responsibility and close this chapter in my life. So it's very simple. It's a simple mindset for me. I've not caused problems before. I've not been a criminal. I've not been in a courthouse before. So all of this is new to me. To be very frank, before I came, I was a little bit scared. In most countries, you go to a country, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So I was impressed with you. Your, your knowledge, uh, you know, being in this courtroom hearing, having your honor explaining the little and every little detail to me. 
All that is very reassuring, actually. So before I come here, that that is not meant to me. Uh, and also is the issue with the UAE. I was given, I was offered citizenship, so I took it as an honor. I do not want to leverage to, uh, to say, protect you. I do not want to use that. I do not want to use the papers that way, implying he doesn't want to use his UAE citizenship to avoid being extradited to the U.S. So I want to address issues myself. I have the full intention to come back here and close this issue. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. So I start the issue. Let's start the issue there. And the, the court eventually said, uh, we'll allow you to live in the UAE. You reside in residence and you'll maintain and let your lawyers know that you don't change until you let your lawyers know. I think it's, it's a practical matter uh, and the pre office can correct me. So he's now in the UAE until the, 28th, uh, the 23rd of Feb, where he'll be sentenced. Question, how much jail time is Seasley going to serve, if any? Lawyers, I'm, I'm turning it over to you guys. Let's start with, with David. Uh, and the maximum, David, I think the maximum is going to give you a head start. The maximum months. is 18 months, yeah. Vlad, uh, very, very little. They're going to use the deal. He's going to have, at most, he's going to spend six, eight months in a golf camp. Cool. Uh, uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, this go is ahead. Kristen. Hey, um, so I do think that he could potentially serve upwards of 18. I was listening to, I don't know if you're familiar with Kit Adelman. She's a partner with Haynes Booth. And so there, there are these things called upward departures. So I think they actually have left it open for him to stay or to, to be sentenced to greater than 18 months. Now, do I think he'll actually serve that long? No. Okay, cool. Um, who, who, who else has got lawyered? What are you thinking? Yeah, no, I agree. I think the incentive here is probably to just go with the deal. Um, there's a very, very different um, perception here. Let's look at SBF versus um, CZ. You know, like I think people understand that CZ had a lot of opportunity in his career to mess around and take people's money and uh, enrich himself and didn't, whereas um, or at least for the most part, we don't know all the facts, but not, and not certainly not to the same extent that some other players did. And I think that, you know, hopefully that the way that he's handled himself and the way that he's dealt with the authorities and made a deal, you know, oftentimes they will respect that. Um, and especially you know, just number. hearing his language with the court, the way he respected Give the me court. Number. I mean, make- Guys, can you hear me? Yeah,、okay, I was just going to ask you. Yeah, I thought we were done. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me tell you. Yeah, let me give you a number. Yeah, I thought we were done. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me give you a number. Yeah, yeah.
because he has to agree with everything else in the plea agreement. And he very clearly, and that was clearly done by his lawyers in a very clear negotiation with the regulators, that he has not been accused of stealing any money. And I got to tell you, I was shocked by that. And I'm happy about that. Well, you know, I want to steal money. I want to dig into this. I want to I dig into this a little bit. So let's look at the charges that they've got CZ on. And let's actually ask ourselves a very, like, some very tough questions. The charges that they have him on specifically are around AML and money laundering. So let's just quickly go through it. I'm not going to go through all the charges, but one is failing to stop Americans and maybe even promoting Americans um, is one of the charges, right? The next charge is, I think, probably around the same vein, failing to maintain adequate AML policies. And the third charge was um, allowing sanctioned allowing people in sanctioned countries to transact on the platforms and they quoted specifically countries like Iran. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to just uh, uh, ask you a question. When they talk about Iran, we immediately think uh, bad people evading sanctions and potentially using this for weapons. But what about how many of the people that, you, that actually traded on Binance who were Iranian, how many of them were just innocent Iranians who just wanted to try and get money out of the country and maybe just wanted to shelter themselves from, from uh, uh, you know, failing country, failing currency, bad government, et cetera, et cetera. And how much of that do you think was really, really, really knowingly aiding terrorist organizations or knowingly uh, assisting in the transfer of funds knowingly, knowingly? I mean, you, you know, unknowingly, I'm sure banks do it all the time, but how much of it do you think that they turned a blind eye to knowingly that this was actually a terrorist organization? Rand, I think that it brings a bigger point. I, I can't answer the question, but I hope people do. But CZ himself repeatedly said that the large majority of Binance users were simply using it as a wallet with very small amounts of stable coins and effectively using it as an opt-out of the banking system, especially so in those kind of you, countries. The reason why I'm asking you this is because to me... In 2017, not KYCing customers in 2017 and 2018 is, is not really a crime. It, it may have been done, but it, I, I, I can't put my hand on my heart and tell you that I feel that that is a true crime because I don't think it was done with criminal intent. I think it was done with ambitious growth intent, small company mindset, and lack of systems and processes. That's, that, that's, that's how I feel about the, the lack of, 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 uh, of, AM, of AML and AML systems. And knowingly allowing Iranians to transact. To be honest, I think that's why we all got into crypto so that everyone, so we can have free finance that is, that is devoid of government sanctions, that is devoid of, of, of government barriers and stuff like that. This is why, why we all got into crypto. This is why we all love Bitcoin because the governments can't tell us what they're going to do. Now, look, I don't like and I don't enjoy the thought that maybe uh, this money was used for terrorist funding, but... I also, in my mind, I, I can imagine that they did not know at all that money was moving between terrorist organizations. And when they talk about Iranians and other sanctioned countries transacting, I suspect that most of those transactions were actually just innocent people living in... I mean, I have a lot of Russian friends and they, have, they hate this war. And, you know, by the mere fact that... And they buy crypto all the time. Does that mean that anybody who's... Who's uh, who's who's a love who who um, uh, 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 is trading crypto in Russia is is evading sanctions and funding terrorism? Absolutely not. And so I wonder how much of it was 
was we really turned a blind eye to terrorism and malice and how much of it is is we, the US just needed a scapegoat and they needed to close this chapter before we move on to the ETF which is by the way what I want to talk about next um uh, I wonder how much of it how much of it is next uh Kristen I see that you that you you're commenting what do you think no I just started to say I agree um wholeheartedly that I think the timing of it uh, is particularly interesting. And I think this kind of clears things out now, right? Um, I think that's that's the sentiment that I've heard a lot is this needed to happen, then you fall on the sword so that we could move forward. And I don't know that I think it's exactly bullish. It doesn't necessarily feel completely bullish to me, but uh, I think I think that's a good take. We'll we'll get there because I do want to I do want to take it to that to talk about what this means for the but, past but and before, the future. But let's just really go. I just want to go to it and just hum, I just want to get a feel for everyone else to see what the consensus is. Right, right. Let me let me let, let me tell you one other thing as well that that uh, I think I'm not sure if this is what David meant. So in CZ's post, he says, "Do not allege." So he says, "I am proud to point out that in our resolutions with the with the U.S. agencies, they do not allege that Binance misappropriated any user funds." Do not allege that Binance engaged in any market manipulation. Now, Mike Alfred and, and Travis were on the space yesterday, and they said there's still, I think it's Mike, he said there's still a possibility, guys, it's not over, that when they get access to the monitorship, get access to all the books, they could find more crimes within their financials. Now, I think that's highly unlikely after a five-year investigation. Mario, but then the lawyers... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I want to say. But then the lawyers pushed back and said, Binance would never... Like, this tweet went through the regulators, went through the lawyers. And if, if these two claims were true, then he wouldn't have permission to say this. If that was part of the settlement where these things are true and they're just going to forgive them um, or they haven't found out about them yet... Um, CZ would not make such a statement. So the, the, the belief that there could be more under the hood, um, and I think it was Mike, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but there could be more under the hood is not, not the case. And I think this is a very important statement that he's made there, that it is over, there isn't anything else. And, and it's, you know, the comparison between Binance and, and FTX is, uh, is dead. And the other thing as well that was mentioned yesterday is the politicization of this. Uh, the politics of, of the Israeli-Gaza, the Israeli-Hamas war, that, uh, that played a key role in this deal. Why? Because if you look at yesterday's press conference, the, you know, the, the focus afterwards with the questions was Hamas. And it was mentioned about um, uh, Iran using Binance. And, and, and Binance. I think they mentioned, I'm not Mara, sure they mentioned that, Binance being used to that, that leads me to probably the next point. Let's quickly talk about the next point. So the, I think that there's a lot of pressure in the U.S., um, to do something to show that, you know, that they're doing something against this evil force, which is called crypto um, and, and stuff like that. And I think that they've now done what they needed to do. And even the worst of the naysayers, I, I even think that Elizabeth Warren must be satisfied now because she was, she was begging and asking for this, for, for something to happen to buy. She took credit. She, she sent a tweet that was like, I told you that I asked them to do this. Correct. Classic. Correct. And this, I, I think maybe let's pivot to the next part of the conversation, which is that is this, I want to play you something. I want to play you something. Uh, I think that, I think that this is quite an important clip. Just give me one second. I'm trying to quickly find it. Here we go. IRS criminal investigation, as well as CFTC chairman Benham and his team for their extraordinary partnership in this matter. In just the past month, the Justice Department has successfully prosecuted the CEOs of two of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges in two separate criminal cases. So in the last month, in the, in the, in the last month, they prosecuted two, uh, uh, both of them. Why are they rushing? 
Why, why, why not? Why, why all of a sudden in the last month, why are they rushing? Because there's an ETF deadline imminent and they want to clean the industry and they want to make sure that they've got everyone's support. And maybe the, maybe the, 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 olive, the olive branch to Elizabeth Warren is, look, you guys approve the ETF. You and your puppet Gary approve the ETF. And we will take action against Binance. And that's the quid pro quo. Just one kickback on that. I mean, they all serve the same master. Like, it's not like, it's not like here, the DOJ, you know, and Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland, Gary Gensler, they serve the same master. Those are political appointees. So I don't think there's one to the other. I think that either it's a strategy from the top down or it's a, which I believe it's a strategy from the top down. I do think the goal of what we're, you're, you believe is going to the conclusion is what you believe it's going to be, is going to be they're cleaning out the space to do the ETF, and we're going to see some more crypto-friendly uh, legislation moving forward. They needed to clean out the space. But don't think that for a second DOJ, SEC are in a turf war about this. Everything's being coordinated from the top down. I, I agree, Dave. I mean, you're not. We're not saying, Ron, that we think that the SEC is over, right? I, that's not what you think. Well, I mean, the SEC. I mean, the SEC went after Kraken two days ago. I don't think anyone believes that the SEC is done. Yeah, and I, the, I don't think they're done with Finance either. But I think right. that uh, they've been neutered as regard to Binance, especially with the DOJ not claiming commingled funds. You know, I think what you're playing with yeah. now is like if you were to liken this to a game of chess. You, you're playing with pawns now. You know, like when you're talking about the DOJ versus the SEC case, like it's a pawn versus a, a castle or something. It's like, you know, it's like, come on. After the DOJ case, the SEC case is like a little pawn. That, that, that's what it is. And, you know, after Coinbase, Kraken is like, I, I mean, I, I think that the Kraken case is absolutely ridiculous. And the reason why it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous is because it's the same case that they took against Coinbase the only thing is that Coinbase is going to resolve their case before Kraken resolves their case. And then they're going to go to the judge with the, with the Coinbase ruling and say, look, you know, here's this, the ruling and our circumstance is exactly the same. So, you know, I think we're playing, we're playing the chessboard with pawns now as opposed to, to playing it with, with big pieces. That's the way I feel. The only thing I say, there's, I said this yesterday, it's ironic that Binance resolved their issues and Coinbase is a strictly legal standard right now. So forget all the legalese and all of that. Coinbase can be resolved. There's no nefarious acts alleged against Coinbase. Kraken doesn't have that because of that commingling issue, whether it's important or not. That commingling issue is a factual issue. So they can't get out on a strictly legal standard. So from a very 10-second perspective, you just went from Binance being the big bad wolf, which I agree with you, to now Kraken has a small factual issue, but they can, they're going to be able to continue with that small, that commingling issue is a bad issue, but it can be done for a variety of good things. That doesn't mean they did anything wrong, but it's a fact-based issue. But here now, Kraken's going to be the last one standing. Is just a, no one saw this coming six months ago, that Kraken would be potentially the last exchange standing fighting an SEC battle. That, to me, is a little humorous. No, but you're not getting it. You're not getting it. BlackRock don't, doesn't own a share in Kraken. BlackRock only owns a share in, in, in Coinbase. No, but that's my point. Like, the, the, the cases are going to continue. This isn't about – this isn't about shares. It's just, to me, ironic. I don't normally stand side-by-side side with Jesse Powell 
on this particular issue, I'm with you guys. You know, mm. if this is the worst thing left, this is good for the industry. Again, clean, long-term, everything that's happened in the last 30 days is good for the industry. Mm. So I know we don't want to deviate on Kraken, and I, I don't mean to dominate this, but I did I, I, yesterday, I think on one of the spaces, we were talking about Kraken briefly, and the co-mingling issue was unique to Kraken or that it wasn't in Coinbase. And so when I went back and read the Coinbase um, complaint, they do actually very briefly allege co-mingling. And so I, I thought maybe I read this wrong, but like, is that everyone else's take as well, that the co-mingling was not something that they alleged on the part of Coinbase? Yeah, I think that's correct. Right. That's and it. I think that that's a big differentiator. And so kind of shocking how quickly that was overshadowed by the finance news to some degree and how little the market, I think, has reacted to any of this. I think that the market's just not scared of anything that the United States has for it at this point. I mean, I think that's very clear price action says that. But yes, I think you're 100% correct. Commingling is a huge, huge claim. I mean, that that puts you in the more like SBF than the CZ camp. And it's not really even rocking the market or being discussed. I agree with you. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I kind of know how Jesse's been running that business. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not their accountant, so I haven't seen their books. But Jesse's run a, a clean, clean, clean shop. Uh, in that business. I'd be very surprised if, if they managed to catch him on something like that. Yeah, with the, with the co-mingling as well, you just got to, there's different degrees of co-mingling. So for example, if you're, you know, if you're holding all your client funds in a, in a client wallet, and then um, as you're allowing for trades to happen, your centralized database balance reduces and some of those funds become funds that are owned from clients to owned by the exchange. And you kind of run these side-by-side databases that kind of determines ownership. And so sometimes those in in building your financial systems and controls, um, maybe in the early days, they would have spent some operational because they thought some of those fees were or some of those funds belonged in fees. And so that murkiness over time, eventually, you'd expect a crack a, a, an exchange like Kraken or Coinbase to have really, really tight systems and controls and, and everything over over that, and then audit on top of it. But the, these are the types of things that are challenging in in the growth of the industry. Yeah. and even but, even another technical point as well. Um, like for example, you were talking around about KYC versus funding terrorism. Here's what I think the regulators want next. They want the re-onboarding of every single customer that has an account with every single exchange because the, the reality is you can take on Iran customers, Iranian customers. What you can't do is you can't take on any company, individual, or organization that is on the sanction list. And if you take on a customer, um, you need to ensure that they're not you know, funding terrorism or um, I don't think the, that's the case. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. I think that's no. It is. You have to. You have to do a risk-based approach, and um, you can attribute high-risk customers. And high-risk customers means you need to do due diligence on every single transaction, and make sure you you understand the exact source of funds, the exact source of wealth, and ensure that you've gone down three layers. Now, most people can't be bothered to do that, so they just decide we're not take on any of those customers. The sanction list is not. There are some countries where it's a blank, a blanket ban, like uh, North Korea, um, and you can't deal with any of them. 
But most of the sanctions, if you read like the UN sanctions, the OFAC sanctions, the UK sanctions, they relate to specific types of people, specific type of activities and specific types of financing and then having a really robust um, process for risk categorizing, which means you have to have so much more data uh, than any exchange has, is collecting on their customers right now. So you can't comply until you start asking all the things that banks ask for when you open a bank account. And I think, and I think to go to Simon's point, it's really important. How is Binance going to transform itself from being a no KYC from back in the day to a liberal, a, a liberal, libertarian, anti-government run company to surviving a federal monitorship 24 hours a day. Seven David, days they agreed to that. I, I don't think, I, I, I mean, I don't know any Americans who trade without KYC on Binance for literally years. I think, I, I really well, do believe that. Yes, I, way more than KYC. That's the thing. The, the, our industry thinks that compliance is KYC. It's what you have to do when you open a bank account. How many trades are you going to do each month? What source of funds? What source of wealth? Can you, can you determine the exact source of this? How did you obtain the wealth? What country are you from? What nationality are you from? Are you dual partnership, uh, dual citizenship? Um, how much? You, if you're trading more than X amount every month, can you provide the additional document of where you obtained all of the things? The way you know whether a company is complying in our industry, unfortunately, is a function of how many people hate that company. When you're complying, you're like the banks and everyone hates you because you, you have to ask so much. And that's only going to get worse in this game. And then you've got to screen every single transaction. That's where every single exchange is going. And in order to, in order to get there, they're going to have to re-onboard every single customer. You're going to see every account that you have right now, you're going to be asked to, you're going to, be asked to provide unparalleled amounts of data because every bank is going to shut down every account with every exchange until those omnibus accounts can demonstrate that they're complying with all these requirements and everyone's just going to become a bank in the end. Michael. Yeah. I just wanted to make two quick points on the uh, conference the other day, because I thought it was a pretty good indication of uh, kind of policy from the administration going forward. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting was obviously having the head of the CFTC up on stage and Gary Gensler nowhere to be seen. Um, and a lot of the cryptocurrency bills coming out right now, you see a lot of power going to the CFTC. And while the SEC is clearly going to have a place, it's not this market where the SEC has full control like they're trying to make it seem like. So I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, you had the CFTC head up on stage and Gary Gensler was nowhere to be seen. And then the other thing I just wanted to point out was it was a lot less hostile than I thought it was going to be. Um, they really cracked down on using crypto for uh, illegal activities. But one of the direct quotes I heard from the uh, head of the CFTC was that Americans want to hold these assets. And it seems to me like it wasn't a full attack on crypto as so much of it was, hey, we cracked down on this bad actor doing bad things. Don't do that in the United States. But I thought overall it was a lot more positive than I thought it was going to be. I thought it might be an attack on the entire industry. It's not what we seem to have gotten. And I think that's it's a pretty Michael, Michael, it's, thing. It's the opposite. It's, it's, that's what I wanted to mention. I think the most important thing, everything we're talking about now has nothing to do with crypto. We've moved on on how this impacts crypto. We're just talking about CZ and Binance. And not only is this not an attack, I think this dispels the, all, all the claims that the government's trying to kill crypto. I think this is, a, if they wanted to kill crypto, Binance was their best example. Simon, 
you remember this. Remember when we talked about these uh, conspiracy theories? I, I remember very clearly that discussion we had. And you're like, if, if the government wants to cripple crypto, Binance and Tether would be their two targets. There's nothing with Tether, at least not yet. And uh, Binance, they did the opposite in trying to protect the industry and do things the right way. Um, so my yeah, th- that's on that point, Michael. Well, yeah, um, and yeah. then on the other point, I completely that agree. That excludes the, one- the SEC. When I said when I said the government, that excludes the SEC. Just to be clear. Yeah, I, the one point I was trying to make was right. Like I think there are factions in the government who would love to kill crypto. Um, I think that's very clear. But it looks like those voices aren't necessarily winning. And the path we're really moving forward is: hey, let's get rid of the bad actors. Let's get rid of the bad activity and help this industry actually prosper in the United States. While that's not happening at any quick rate, I just thought the narrative and the language used yesterday was a lot less harsh than I expected. It was, it was it became, as soon as the question started, it immediately shifted to Hamas. I'm like, fuck, trying to get out of politics and who we are back to Hamas. So it just became very political very quickly, which is, again, a good thing for us. And like their focus is moving away from trying to harm crypto and to, to Hamas and to AI. Simon? Yeah, the next the next question for Binance, and I do believe that they're they're going to become you know a, a good international company if they can get past having those um, compliance people from DOJ inserted into their company. They're going to have the most robust AML program um, out there of international exchanges. Now, their first job is to ensure that they're they're not dealing with U.S. customers because they're not going to be a money transmitter. Um, they're not going to be regulated in U.S. anytime soon. Then their second job is where are they going to be regulated? Because if people are putting funds in the the platform, they need to know who they're accountable and what type of regulations. Now, Financial Action Task Force has told the world you've got to have a virtual asset service provider regime. My understanding is Binance Parent is in Seychelles. Seychelles does not have a virtual asset service provider. So now Binance, although they are registered with, I think they've got like 15 different types of money service registrations in there, but they're going to have to pick a base in order to progress because customers are going to demand if things go wrong, what type of bankruptcy laws are we dealing with? Who holds the money? Are they segregated? These are the things that, and I believe that they will have a world-in-class team with all of their money solving all of these issues if they've not been solved already. But the final question of what I think is, what is the future of Binance? is who is going to take, who is going to put Binance through their audit, their virtual asset service provider um, regulations and licensing. And a jurisdiction will take that on and see this as an opportunity. They'll probably dedicate virtually half of their regulators to, to solve that, become a niche player, take on the industry and become you know, the, the, the company, the country that can regulate these types of institutions and have a good virtual asset service provider regime. That's what I think comes next. Cool. Guys, Ryan Scott. Yeah. Peter. I mean, I think, I think the UAE is going to fill that gap to be honest. I think, uh, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that the UAE and the, you know, that area is, 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 is yeah. trying to fill that gap. It's a great opportunity for a country. Just dedicate half your regulator to solving the problem for this company. And then everyone will, will come and follow and just be amazing world-in-class regulations for this niche sector that no one really knows how to deal with. It's a great yeah. opportunity. 
I would just be like, uh, just back to the other point. I would just be very sorry, Peter, uh, right after. Uh, I would just be very surprised if Binance made this deals, if there's something horribly nefarious still in the books and they're concerned about the monitor. I think that they, uh, they only make this very specific deal if they believe that they can uh, move forward and operate or, or we wouldn't have had. I mean, literally, CZ fell on his sword, right? You're talking about the guy potentially going to jail. We can pretend that this $4 billion is coming from Binance. That's effectively CZ's money, right? And so I just really believe that they've probably divulged anything that they think from the past could be oh, what do you mean? conspicuous. I had, I had a question for you and Peter about the markets, what that means for the markets, because now we've got the clouds of, of SBF and Binance um, kind of clearing. So before asking, though, about the markets, when you say fell on the sword, can you elaborate on this? Because what got well, him I mean, the guy showed up voluntarily. Yeah, but, but that's because, did he have a choice? What's the alternative? Be on the run for years and years? Uh, there's plenty of people who would probably choose that alternative. We know some of them, uh, you know, some the, of them uh, the, are the, being the, found the, in no, the airport the, in Singapore. Sam, 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 the allegations, they are very different to what CZ is facing. You're talking about like the three AC guys and such who have just not yeah, yeah, cooperated know, but, with anything that's happening and have just sort maybe, of remained. But maybe they didn't get the same opportunity as CZ. Like, again, if you got the opportunity, if you want to end up maximum 18 months in jail, maximum, and, and you get out scot-free and they take a bunch of your money. Or you'd be on the yeah, line. I think it's a. I think it's potentially a favorable deal. I don't know what his psychology is behind it, but I mean, the guy has also an extremely vested interest still in the success of Binance moving forward. Right? It's not like he's divesting. He's still going to make a ton of money if Binance does well. I just don't think. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't think this deal happens unless it provides an exceptionally clear path forward for Binance as a company. Yeah, you could have I don't think that they the make court, this deal. And then six months later, you find out that they were like committing insane criminal acts that the government had no idea about. I just don't I, see that. I imagine I that they- a good job positioning them to be an institutional client, right? You think about this, as they have to give up these records, six to 12 months down the road, they will probably have the cleanest you know, history of anyone, right? They'll have done the bad stuff. It'll have been investigated. I think they will get people more comfortable using them than any other institution, right? Well, we, they will go towards the institutional investors and say, one of the things you've been worried about in the past is how much of our activity was criminal activity, how much was bad behavior, et cetera. We've now had six months to a year since the settlement to be fully investigated. You can feel comfortable on our platform. Yep. So I yep. think this Peter, is isn't it like, of- it's like SVB, right? I mean, SVB was the worst bank completely collapsed. And then when the government stepped in and said, we'll fully back you, everyone said, well, this is arguably the safest bank right now. Right. And I think it sets them up to reposition themselves. It gets them ahead because as an institutional investor, people are always going to be wondering, what are they sitting on? What are they back? What's hanging back? And again, it's not going to be today. They're going to have to go through some period of investigation. They're going to have to go through. I'm sure they're going to root out some sort of, you know, chains that are you know nefarious. But that's all said and done. They'll be able to move on and say, we are clean. And I think that will be their p- sales pitch to people is we've gone through this. We are now the cleanest place. We know, we understand, we're following the rules, we're monitored. You as an institutional investor can be comfortable with us. And that's where you I get agree. away from all these small trivia. Yeah, Josh, real- Josh, Frank, Josh, Frank, weren't you saying basically the same thing this morning when we talked to our show? And you've actually seen the actual evidence. It's not anecdotal because you have the data, right? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's... it's I, well, you've I, talked I, about the hedge funds and how, they've, how yeah, I mean, aggressively I, I, they pulled back. Yeah, I mean, look, a, a large number of, as I mentioned this morning, a large number of the top 100 uh, hedge funds by AUM 
were trading crypto in 2021, uh, early 2022. Primarily, that was being done with their the you know the partners' capital wasn't being done with outside capital, uh, and it was being done on a number of exchanges. I think you know primarily it was being done on FTX, uh, Coinbase, and Binance. But once FTX collapsed, um, these funds got extremely concerned about counterparty risk. Every single fund that I know of, you know, or almost every single fund, you know, maybe there's a couple of exceptions where, you know, they're primarily market makers, but that's really prop trading firms on the hedge fund side itself. You know, everyone basically, you know, was like, wait, we got to take a step back here. I don't want my money on Binance. Uh, and, and everyone really stopped trading. You know, I, I, almost every single large traditional hedge fund stopped trading spot crypto. You know, a few people are trading, you know, they're trading with Coinbase, ODC, Bitcoin, or, you know, they're trading CME, CME, but, you know, everyone is, is, is petrified, you know, not even to put LP capital, not even to put outside capital, but their own capital on Binance at this point. Uh, and I think, you know, you know, I think this will, will move us in the right direction towards, you know, resolving that, but it's going to take years for these guys to get comfortable with counterparty risk as well. I mean, I think that Binance now becomes, is the cleanest offshore, offshore shop the biggest the cleanest offshore shop and i read a tweet earlier that says you know, it's a great result cc is out of the out of action for three years that's the deal three years he comes back finance is you know arguably still going to be number one number two or number three in three years specifically uh, richard's um uh, uh um watch is i mean richard comes from a compliance background he's from a, a risk management and compliance background, and specifically in countries like singapore um so you know in the right hands to make the shop fully compliant you've now got the biggest exchange, which is almost fully compliant, and um, and that's the outcome. Now, I, I suddenly yesterday, I'm very keen to hear your views here. If you were CZ and you knew what the outcome was going to be at the onset, and you, you basically knew this is how it was going to end, you were going to pay a four billion dollar fine. You were going to go. You were going to get up to a, up to a maximum of eighteen months in jail. But you would still remain the majority owner of an exchange that today is the best exchange and you'd get to keep the majority of your cash. Question, would you have done it? Yes. Or depends, on the, depends on the prison. <laughs> no, well, well, no, you know, listen, let, let's ask the question now. You know it's between zero and 18 months. And that within the 18 it seems months, like a no-brainer be, to me. No-brainer if you don't have a family. No-brainer. Well, no, 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 hold on. I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a family, family, and it's not. I don't have a family. I don't have a family. It's not a no-brainer. Just to be clear. Yeah, but that's because they wouldn't let you biohack, and they wouldn't let you biohack in prison. But You're Scott, biased. hold on, Scott, uh, hold on, Scott, hold on, Scott, hold on. Uh, you you spend you spend over fifty percent of your life working as a prisoner, as a prisoner to 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 working and, and making money. Here you're saying, you know, you get uh, you get. You're getting between zero and eight months, but you get- Yeah, I agree with you. I'd say I would do it. Yeah. Simon, would you do it? You're- uh, well, Simon, Simon doesn't. Simon, if I if I wanted to have done it, I would have done it already. And the reason we're a lot smaller than these is there companies any in the panel who wouldn't? Wait, wait, wait. We have to be clear here, Ryan. I'm not saying I would commit a crime. I'm saying if you had a binary trade of being worth thirty billion dollars and coming back to a functional 
business in exchange for six to 18 months in everyone, a very cushy. Everyone, I'm everyone, not, Scott, yeah, Scott, now everyone, I'm going to get fucking everyone, edited. Yeah, yeah, that know, was a disaster. That was literally know, a disaster. Lawyers, law, yeah, yeah, don't, don't feel bad. Lawyers, I asked the same question yesterday and lawyers, I asked the same question as Ryan and lawyers made the same mistake as you, Scott. And then they realized, hold on, hold on, Mario, to be clear, I would not commit the crime. It has to be yes. a decision. If you're saying, would you, if you're saying if I was single and without a family and would take six to 18 months for a lifetime of being a multi, multi, billionaire then i would do it i literally would, couldn't take okay. that deal fast enough okay now no, we've seen, we've seen so that CD trade is not down four billion dollars or 4.5 billion dollars or whatever the number is and probably he paid i reckon probably 100 million in legal fees to get to this point plus he paid uh, 175 million in bail um and now there is the potential of the ftx clawback so i mean i don't know if it's real but they, people are talking about the fact that Binance may have to pay $4 billion, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, back to FTX liquidator if the clawbacks are successful. Uh, is my, am I correct in my analysis here, somebody? Uh, that's what they're going for. Um, but I think the actual amount can you guys, can you guys is like, more like $2 billion. Um, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, Simon, Simon answered you, Rand. Simon's speaking. Yeah, Simon's answering. I, I, can't, I can't hear Simon. I can't hear Simon. Should I go down? Uh, yeah, drop down and let me join you down and back up. I hear Simon. Um, so Rand may have to go down, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think this is more of a personal preference now. Whether whether uh, you know you're happy to be with your mind, with your brain for 18 months and nothing else uh, or not, and and my vote is definitely not. Fuck that. Like I, I'll be it'll be depressed. What if prison was a hyperbaric chamber or biohacking studio that you could never leave for 18 months? Would you do that? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's just 100%. a matter of our priorities and what prison is, right? But hold on, if I can go to prison, <laughs> and get, if, I can go, if I can go to prison and maybe like uh, get extremely jacked and in super shape and I have the internet, you know, whatever. Hold on. First of all, can you? Can you? Uh, first of all, it's not a co-host run. Uh, I, I need a co-host invite. Go ahead. I, uh, uh, first of all, it's not 18 months. It's up to 18 months. It could be zero. It could be six months. It could be three months. It's up to 18 months. It's not 18 months. Second of all, you know, like there's prisons and there's prisons, bro. Like, not like, you know, some prisons are prisons. Can you, can you, Ryan, can, can you, can you answer another question, Ryan, if you don't mind? The, the question I asked earlier, uh, the, the markets, <laughs> sorry to pivot so quickly, but I don't want to forget it. And then we, we end the show without asking. So now with, with FTX, sorry, remember how, I can't remember which show it was. And someone mentioned uh, that it, we talk about TradFi and that the, the clouds of FTX and Binance are still above us. And now SBF will be sorted. That's going to be a big plus for the markets. And that was about a couple of weeks ago. And then Binance is the only, the only one that's left. Now with Binance, uh, finalized along with SBF, both found guilty. Uh, does that, you know, in terms of the markets, does that move a lot of weight off our back, especially when talking to the traditional guys? I mean, I think the market should have exploded on this news. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite confused as to why the market didn't explode on this news. The biggest gray cloud in the, in the industry. The market's just waiting for an ETF. Market's waiting for an ETF. And the Kraken news is actually bad. Uh, in theory, so uh, maybe. How, how bad? But the cra- so yeah, so so but the crack. How bad is the cracking news? I know we talked about it earlier. It's tiny. It. Come on, Kraken's tiny. Kraken's irrelevant. I think, like I said, it's also just nobody cares anymore. You know, if that Kraken news had dropped when the original Binance and Coinbase news had, and the market was getting rocked, and every altcoin named passively dropped thirty percent, that's just not the market we're in anymore. I just thought I'd throw in that Binance just launched 50x leveraged bonk futures. So, uh, you know, if we think uh, the act is totally being cleaned up, 
you know, it, it might take a little while. Yeah, on, on the, into, into, the case study, by the way, of, um, of going through an issue, um, people talk about Tether a lot, but remember, Tether's already been through its CFTC DOJ action. It was just the first one, and it revealed everything. It said you fraudulently opened a bank account, um, you lent money between Bitfinex and Tether. Um, you know, you can go back and see all those cases. They've, they've already happened. Um, and by the end of it, they figured out how to fix their issue. Um, and they started doing all the reporting. And now everyone's still looking for the audit. But Tether is a case study of going through the shit and then coming back, having fixed that issue and still dominating to be number one. So even even if you look at exchanges like Bitstamp, what, 20, 2013, it was like the end of the world. They got hacked for $5 million dollars. Uh, and then since then, they figured out all their security issues, came back, and you have these resiliency if you can get past it, and and then that builds all the experience of never again, no more. Cool, guys. I think we've uh, we've covered it well. Ryan Scott, I think so. I agree. I love, I love I when Ryan when Ryan Scott like thinks the guard Ryan. No, saying I think we've squeezed the juice out of the lemon. There's nothing left. Yeah, I, 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 I love what I'm used to is like whenever you guys think it's all done, you just go quiet. Like none of you rap it. It's like just I just silence. I'm like, all right, cool. I think they're done. <laughs> this is, it's too much. I have like a six second silence timer. Silence for four to six seconds means they're done. <laughs> guys, we'll see you again tomorrow. I think we've covered it well. And uh, you know, it's a shame that the market is not responding as we hoped. Scott, are you surprised that the market didn't respond well? No. Oh shit! You're, I forgot you're not co-host. Sorry, man. I muted. Damn, that was, was savage. Muted. That was like the old Sorry, days. I was, I was muting. I was muting everyone else for you to wrap no, up. I, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I think that uh, uh, the market is. Okay, I didn't do that one. That was Ren. That was Ren. I promise you, that was Ren. I'm sure it's not Nest. It's not the the host. Just feels <laughs> bad, man. <laughs> wasn't 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 He's enjoying the powers. Have a nice right. day, guys. Have a nice day. Bye, guys. Uh,